Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. We are live right here on Sports Grid on a Monday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. DRS, how you feeling? New week, new money. Every single team will have their full squads, Kevin, in an NFL training camp mm-hmm. this week. So good times, as we like to say. Certainly so. We'll get you some NFL updates. Major League Baseball's ruling the day. We like to think that we get you the earliest start here. Though I got to give Woj a bit of credit. Apparently, he started his day at 2 a.m. or he was break or he hadn't gone to sleep yet. We'll quickly just mention Kevin Durant, Celtics rumors. I wouldn't even say heating up, but they certainly seem to be added to the list of teams, Donnie, that are at least calling on KD. Yeah, usually a Woj tweet comes out, which is why we call it a Woj bomb. And specifically, if it's in the middle of the night, that yeah. means there's traction and something imminent and about to happen. And what did we get, Kevin? Hey, look, the Boston Celtics picked up the phone and say, what's it going to take for Kevin Durant? And they said a lot. And they hung up the phone and Woj tweeted that out <laughs> in the middle of the night, Kevin. There you go. Like he, did, he, like he didn't think it was a great report, but still worth reporting uh, uh, an interesting situation. Like an intern we'll guy. Discuss yeah. it. Uh, yeah, exactly. He couldn't have, to- have tossed that off to somebody else there. It is what it is. But I'll tell you what is a big deal in Major League Baseball. Aaron judges once again the AL MVP favorite. This, to me, is twofold here. Aaron Judge has been on fire post-break. Another multi-home run game against the Baltimore Orioles. He's up to 37 on the season. But one thing I also think that played a factor here, Donnie, over the weekend, Otani lit up in one fatal seventh inning against the Atlanta Braves. Two things here, right? Otani needs to dominate on the mound, and Aaron Judge has to hit home runs, and the Yankees have to win. Two of those three happen, but two of those three in the Yankees and Aaron Judge's favor. And that's what's going to happen, Kevin, over the next two to three to four Mm -hmm. weeks, even for the rest of the season. How well Otani does on the mound, how well Judge and the Yankees do, either him at the plate or Yankees just winning ballgames. Yes, certainly something we'll be keeping our eye on. Otani rumors, eh, maybe a little bit. Juan Soto, certainly conversations still continuing. And we're seeing a co-report from John Hammond and Joel Sherman where rivals around the league are starting to think the Cardinals might have the inside track on this Juan Soto sweepstake. 
Yeah, you know, he's got the inside track, the team with the deepest farm system, and the Cardinals certainly have a deep farm system, but also reading the reports where you want some ready and available players coming back to you who are major league ready. The Cardinals have those as well, Kevin. Yeah, they absolutely do. Right now, two and a half back of the Milwaukee Brewers, who are a minus 210 favorite in that division, a plus 155 number on St. Louis. How much could the arrival of a Juan Soto impact those odds? I'll tell you one team whose odds is going to continue to be impacted in a positive way. That is the Houston Astros. This team comes off of the break and sweeps the Yanks in a quick two doubleheader. But I think maybe even more impressive, you play your Mariners team. I don't care if there was a break that put a pause on it or not. They had won 14 in a row the Astros go to Seattle and grab another sweep you can't have a more impressive start to the second half of a major league baseball season coming right out of the gate handling the Yankees in that doubleheader which you're going to be going head-to-head throughout the rest of the summer for the number one overall seed in the AL and then you go up to play the hottest team in major league baseball and immediately douse the flames up there and say come on guys you're not going to challenge us here for the AL West the Astros Mm -hmm. really good baseball team Yeah, they certainly are, and that team right now maybe makes an argument for best in baseball, although I'm sure the Yankees and Dodgers would make their case as well. The radio audience is here on this Monday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side on the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159. Look, almost a pair of Red Sox headlines here. Uh, David Ortiz was inducted into the Hall of Fame yesterday, which is about the only thing that went good for Red Sox baseball over the since at least the All-Star break. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, beat this team up nonstop. They won one game where they scored over 25 runs at Fenway Park, completed the sweep yesterday, and it feels like we're inching closer and closer to Boston being a seller at the deadline. It sounds like it, and I was at the Phillies game Friday night, and I just glanced at the out-of-town score, but it's in a hold on. Fifth inning, 25 runs. That has to be a malfunction, and it wasn't. How about 40 total runs for the Blue Jays over the Red Sox this weekend? And you're right. Sometimes it's not so much about, hey, you lose 2-1, to 1-0, to 3-2. to two. When you get blown out, that sends a signal to your front office. Something has to happen. Mm-hmm. You're needing either, A, selling players or reading them the riot act and saying, like, I'm going to add on to this team because you guys can't get it done. One or the other. They're a 500 baseball team now, and again, I think they will happily sell if the opportunity really does come about. On the NFL side of things, some unfortunate news around John Mechie out of Alabama, the rookie wide receiver. People were interested to see what he could possibly be in Houston, and unfortunately, diagnosed with a form of leukemia, Donnie, that is going to cost him his rookie season at least. I guess there's any good news here that you could possibly have. It looks like it's one of those forms, Kevin, that's curable here. So certainly uh, the young rookie here, not going to have that opening season that you would anticipate, but it looks like maybe some good things still on the horizon for him. Yeah, certainly so. We will take a look at his quarterback or would-be quarterback in Davis Mills and those year two expectations. We'll also continue to monitor the situation around the New Orleans Saints' star running back Alvin Kamara, and that's exactly what the NFL is doing right now. Apparently, this is what the NFL does. They monitor guys that maybe should be suspended, Donnie, but they never actually suspend them. Yeah, growing up here in the 80s, we used to have hall monitors, bus monitors. They had that little, like, you know, orange belt on with a button. And, hey, you know, don't run in the hallway. That's what the NFL is doing right now, waiting just like everybody else. At the end of the day, folks, I mean, we, do we not want to get some decisions in? Is everything going to be decided week three 
of the season. We are going to turn the calendar to August before you know it. We're still waiting on some huge pieces of news about availability for some star players. We're talking baseball headlines. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Sports with Kevin Walsh and Donnie Rideside. And once again, we have to take a look at the odds to win AL MVP. Aaron Judge versus Shohei Otani, an ongoing battle between two of the most exciting, maybe the two biggest stars in this sport. Judge, the favorite for a while. Otani surges back, the dominance on the mound, and did flip to a slight minus money favorite. Well, that is now where Aaron Judge sits on the FanDuel Sportsbook at minus 110. Otani checks in at plus 125. How did we get here? Well, Aaron Judge has started the break absolutely on fire. Multiple home run game, four total for the five outside of the break. He's now got the most RBIs in the American League. That batting average starting to flirt with 300 once again, and it's making the difference. And here's the other thing making the difference. Otani's first real ugly start of the season up against the Atlanta Braves on the road. Maybe they left him out there just a little bit too long. Six and a third inning, six hits, six earned runs, multiple home runs. Still did have 11 strikeouts, but Otani gave up all of that damage in the top or the bottom, rather, of that seventh inning in Atlanta. And now this is Donnie, how we have Judge back to the favorite. Yes, and get ready for this roller coaster that is the second half of the Major League Baseball season. And I did actually have the under in that game with Atlanta and Los Angeles, but the under in the first five, which looked like a genius after five innings. I'm saying to myself, wow, look at Otani out there dealing in Atlanta. This is really going to help out. And the wheels fell off quickly because what happens if Otani goes just six innings in this game of shutout baseball? He's probably still the lead here as we look on Monday morning here at the FanDuel Sportsbook for the AL MVP, but that's not the case. He went a little bit longer that ended up going 
six and a third, six earned runs. Now, impressive also is he only had one walk and 11 strikeouts. That usually means a dominant performance, but not the case here. When you get into the A down there in those hitting conditions, sometimes some of these out-of-town starting pitchers do have some problems, and Shohei Otani did, but also vice versa. We talk about Aaron Judge. You know, if he's going one home run every four to five games, I mean, okay, but when you have a weekend here where he's like, hey, I'm going to get back into this race myself. We're going to start to play good baseball because where was the bad feelings, Kevin? Once you open the second half of the season, the Yankees get swept because, as I said, it's a two-pronged attack for Aaron Judge. He needs home runs, and the Yankees have to continue to win. They go on the Baltimore in what we usually think is a pitcher's ballpark now, and he absolutely sizzles in the heat down there, and that's why we find him at a minus 110. Quite frankly, Shohei Otani was just a favorite by about 50 cents over Aaron Judge. Could we see some topsy-turvy change? Maybe Otani gets hot at the plate. His next start, he goes seven innings and no earned runs, and he goes back to minus 110. Buckle up, because this is going to be a pretty exciting second half of the Major League Baseball season. So, obviously, this is going to be a fun race to follow, but Judge being back to the favorite, I think, is the appropriate move. Because I think the, what's really become very clear about Otani's candidacy is that it essentially requires him to be Cy Young level. Because this year, Otani is an above-average hitter and not much more than that. Uh, war all the time. There's about seven different places it feels like you can get those numbers from. So just bear with it if sometimes they're off by a decimal or two. But Aaron Judge's offensive war is a 5.2. Otani's is a 1.8. So he is way above double the production on the offensive side of the equation to Shohei Otani. Now, I know, I know. Well, what is Judge's production as a pitcher? Non-existent. But that's why Otani has to be Cy Young level. Because obviously the gap between Judge the pitcher and Otani the pitcher is the fact that Judge doesn't pitch. But there's also a really big gap between these two from the, from the plate this year. And that is something that I tried to echo at the beginning of this conversation way back when. And obviously then Otani ramped it up from the pitching perspective, and it's still been left aside. But Donnie, is Otani blowing anybody away right now with 20 homers? Solid. 57 RBIs? Solid. And a 256 batting average? He's not. That's just the truth of the equation. And it's why Aaron Judge has now jumped Otani again in overall war. Because Otani has mostly been about average from the plate this year. But again, and then that's the interesting part about it overall is what Otani is going to give you from the plate. Because I do think that if we look at the numbers now, obviously plate versus plate, Aaron Judge versus Shoei Otani, obviously it's a runaway here. We're absolute runaway for Aaron Judge. But I think you might be getting those bonus points for the Angels superstar here as we go later into the season. And why I say that is then we start to look at side-by-sides and what these guys are doing for an entire season. Because right now, you're right. Look at Shoei Otani, 256 average, certainly not getting it done right now. Now, 20 home runs at the plate doesn't look all that impressive. But if he ends the season again as a very good pitcher that hit 35 home runs, it just stands out. Like, it doesn't stand out right now with his hitting performance because if you're looking across Major League Baseball, it is average. But at the end of the season, when you start saying, now, hold on, a starting pitcher who had an ERA, let's just say, under three, hit 35 home runs at the plate, that does add up. But also, we have to keep in mind how bad the Angels are and what's going to take place with the Angels throughout the rest of the season. Because every time I bring up an Angels game and try to handicap it, when Shohei Otani is on the mound, brings a little bit of interest. When he's not, it's almost like, how do you take this Angels team? They're bad. 
And Mike Trout, all of a sudden now, once again, Kevin, say, hey, he's on the IL a couple days here and there. Yeah, by the way, he's going to be extended past his original IL date. And rightfully so. Are you rushing Mike Trout back again for a second season that is seemingly lost where you're not going to get into the playoffs? Sooner or later, something has to change for the Angels. But just looking at Choi Otani, I think some of these numbers that you look at that are pedestrian at the plate, quite frankly, do start to turn more impressive as he gets into the 30s, 35 home run range, if he can do that by late September. He's, he's not getting to 35 home runs because they'll probably eventually shut him down anyway because the Angels are not a serious baseball team. And, again, like, that's, I'm not trying to downplay what Otani does. I don't know if they shut him down I, on the mound, though. Like maybe uh, They shut him down on the mound, but at the plate, he's probably still going to be able to hit, I would assume. Yes, but but okay. If they shut him down on the mound, he's out of the race. That like this is what I'm Pretty trying much, to yeah. say, Donnie. Yeah. Like and yeah. and that's part of like again, Otani is his own animal, but it is quite crazy that on the NL side of things, Alcantara's a hundred to one to win the MVP award. And Otani, you know what I mean? While be while still like Alcantara actually leads all of baseball in wins above replacement if you kind of do the all in capturing including pitchers and hitters. So that's kind of the thing that I'm talking about here. And I do think the other thing now is the next Otani start becomes super super important for this potential race here. Now, it's going to likely come at home against the Rangers, and the early projection is Spencer Howard will be on the opposing side of the equation. Anything other than a win would absolutely be jarring. They will actually, this awful Angels baseball team will probably be better than minus 200 in a game because of what Otani is and then the Rangers and Howard and everything that will come with that. But I think for me, Donnie, just to kind of almost, you know, wrap this up here, my I think the easiest thing that we can see now is what's most important for Otani here is basically being Cy Young level. That's absolutely correct. And that's what's going to put him over the top because even the initial start to the season, we said to ourselves, all right, Otani's not out to the best, you know, hitting environment that we've seen him in the past where he can really ramp it up. But also at the same time, when you're taking a look at him on the mound and versus the plate, that's the dichotomy. He can't like he can't almost be average at the plate and be very good on the mound because like, you know it's going to even out here. He has to be very good at both sides, which is why I keep bringing up that 35 home run marker. Because even if he hits 250 on the season and pops 35 home runs, that's an above average season for a player at the plate, particularly in what we like to call the dead ball error. But at the same time, he does have to dominate. But we are going to be in those ebbs and flows because even if he had that six innings and six earned runs, he's very easy to go out in his next start. Seven innings, no hit. You know, mm -hmm. seven innings, one hit, no and runs 12 Ks and off he goes again. Yeah, I, I will say there is a reason teams are calling on Otani and I wish we could come on here and provide all the juice, but it does seem like the Angels are largely shutting those calls down and asks to see if Otani could be had at the deadline. At some point, though, maybe we will discuss should they actually be looking to move on from the star. What More baseball. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back right here on the early lines. More Kevin Durant, Boston Celtic rumors picking up. He will get you that in hour number two. We'll also talk about those Juan Soto rumors as well. But I want to talk about a couple of big results put up on the board to start the second half of this season because I, maybe it, they feel bigger since it's right out of the All-Star break, but it felt like some statements were made, and that does start to move with the Houston Astros. Again, you sweep the Yanks on a doubleheader, that's always going to feel like a big deal. Could I probably try and sell you on the fact that the Yankees didn't seem a little discombobulated almost by the doubleheader? I could, but that's largely irrelevant right now. But what I thought was more impressive than that was going to Seattle, a team that had won 14 in a row, and you're in their building and you beat them all three. It's At times, the Astros' ability, I think, to send a message to whomever is across the diamond from them is as impressive as it gets, Donnie. And they are absolutely worthy of being in the consideration. And maybe they are the correct answer to who is baseball's best team. Uh, They're playing really well. And also, when you sort of have those statement games, right? Now, we're saying to ourselves, it might have been a little bit unfair for the New York Yankees to come right out of the All-Star break and have a doubleheader down at Houston, which they lost both of those games. So said, all right. Mark that one up here for Houston, but now Houston's going to be on the short end of the stick because why? They have to go up to the Pacific Northwest and take on a rested, as what we would have thought, a rested Mariners squad. So you look at that game overall, and that first game out on a Friday, which we stood here, captain, you know what? Plus 100 on the Mariners makes a lot of sense. This might be a team a little bit weary here still, you know, getting over the all-star break, but having that double header, which you know they were ramped up by playing one of the rivals in the Yankees. And now you come up to the Mariners in a sold-out atmosphere where you know the Mariners are waiting for you, and you take that series down the way they did. It's so impressive to see because, again, it's not quite frankly the amount of runs you scored how bad you beat them in a single game. It's if you said to yourself, hey, look at this. The Houston Astros are going to have five games right out of the gate, two against the Yankees, three against the Mariners. If they would have went, yeah, if we went three and two, that is absolutely sensational to do that. Kevin, they went five and oh. So, I mean, they're just riding high at this point. Who knows what they're going to do against the trade deadline. But if you just want to talk about the confidence of a ball club to walk into an environment after you played a doubleheader against the Yankees, sold-out crowd, knowing the Mariners are the hottest team in baseball, it wasn't as if Kevin the Mariners, hey, they're on a two-game win streak. They're looking to win 15 to 20 in a row at this point, and you completely fan the flames on that and said, you know what? Throw some water on those flames, pal. Enough. One of the interesting things with the Astros, right? When you talk about, you know, who is baseball's best team? Their run differential is plus 109, which is really good. The Yankees is 200. Why do I bring that up? Because the interesting thing about the Astros, I feel like at times 
our attention is drawn directly to what they have at the plate. Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, right, and all of these guys that consistently contribute. But the reason that their run differential is basically half of the Yankees is they're outside of the top 12 offenses in Major League Baseball. But that, to me, is almost just as scary. Remember when the Yankees really were offering up clearly the best rotation in the sport? They now have allowed as many runs as the Houston Astros. The Astros and the Yanks tied for the second fewest runs allowed in baseball. And it's the Astros rotation that is continuing to trend upwards. Verlander is going to be a top three in the Cy Young race. Valdez, Louis Garcia, and Christian Javier is really a fantastic 2-3-4. And that is where I think this team is continuing to make their hay. Fascinating to see what they will do at the deadline. Because in an interesting way... They seem to be the contender with the least buzz around themselves at the deadline. The Yankees, deep, you know, with the Juan Soto conversations, could it be Louis Castillo? We know the Dodgers are in those same conversations. There's almost this air about the Astros that they're okay where they are. But let me make sure I bring up the Dodgers because it's absolutely just as noteworthy, if not more. The Dodgers had last year obviously found themselves in this deep, deep battle with the San Francisco Giants the entire season long. And it looked like we were setting up for that again, but this time maybe it would be the San Diego Padres. And the Padres are solid, 54 and 43. They are 11 and a half back of the Los Angeles Dodgers who have won eight in a row, swept the San Francisco Giants out of the break. And honestly to me, Donnie, are very deserving if they were put back as World Series favorites. This team is fantastic. This team is fantastic. And every time we say it, it's the few teams in Major League Baseball, Kevin, where if you're lining up which side you want to take and you say, you know what, I'd rather be a little bit, you know, extra precaution here. I want to see who the starting lineup is. doesn't matter. Whoever the Dodgers put in the lineup is like a five-star type of player or the next emerging superstar in Major League Baseball. That one through nine is absolutely devastating. We used to say to ourselves where you say, okay, you know, where's the advantages here that you have? Well, obviously, the Dodgers have a great pitching staff. Talk about in the in the past year, right? But, okay, good. At least you don't have that DH position where you can get a breather in that Dodgers lineup. Since we've moved to the DH now and there's no more pitcher hitting, everybody, you can't sweat anything. Hey, I'm at the four-hitter, the five-hitter, the eight-hitter, the nine-hitter. I mean, they were hiding Cody Bellinger down at the seven and eight hole here, a previous MVP winner in the National League. That's how talented this team is. And also, when you take a look at, well, how are they going to recover here, Kevin? Max Scherzer moved on. Walker Bueller's injured. Clayton Kershaw can't pitch through the fifth inning to start the season here, even though he has a no-hitter. It almost doesn't matter. It's the same way we talk about that one through nine. Whoever they put in as a pitch, seems to dominate as well. And if there's one of those mm-hmm. series that you wanted to get back into the race or say, hey, you know what, Dodgers, we're not letting you run away. It was this past one for the Giants, and they couldn't keep up. They would, you know, get down early, come back late, lose it with their bullpen. And every time you see it, this didn't happen last year. This was the Giants beating the Dodgers head-to-head to hold them off. And then you wake up here on a Monday morning and see an 11-and-a-half game lead over the Padres, not even the Giants. The Giants are 16-and-a-half games back. 16 and a half. The Dodgers basically said last year, and eh, maybe that was an aberration. We'll play the same baseball Giants. Can you keep up? And clearly, the Giants can't keep up with them. The one thing I will say with the Dodgers right now, the Yanks are three to one. You saw you saw there on the fourth on the TV side on the graphic. The Yanks are three to one, plus three fifty on the Dodgers. I think you could make it a very, very reasonable move to put the Dodgers back to the favorite status, if only because the Astros and the Yankees are in the American League. Right now, baseball does seem to be sectioned off into a tier one, which is the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Astros. 
well, if those two are over there and you don't have to play them, even what I think about the New York Mets, obviously, but based on the on the books there, you could easily argue the Dodgers would be deserving of potential's favorite status within the entire scope of the sport. Man, the Boston Red Sox, obviously, though, are not in that conversation. 48 and 48. Is that really anything to be entirely distraught about? No, I wouldn't say so. They're three back of the final wild card spot. The sky wouldn't be falling there, except as we talked about when we broke down updated make-miss playoff odds. I don't think the Red Sox organization is upset that the sky is falling down because there's a lot of huge names that are set to be free agents, and they're not going to bring them all back. Yes, there is no salary cap, so they could bring them all back, but there's a reason Mookie Betts is in L.A. J.D. Martinez, gone. Xander Bogarts, there's a reason Trevor Story is certainly there. Their pitching is awful. There's guys injured right now. Donnie, I got to tell you, at this point, I'll be pretty surprised if the Boston Red Sox aren't selling when we get to the trade deadline. It looks like it because, right, we had that start of the Major League Baseball season that said, man, the Boston Red Sox were in a wait-and-see mode. Yeah, they're going to wait and see how many players they can fire off at the deadline. Then they got hot, and you started to hear, like, maybe they can add on at the trade deadline, Kevin. Maybe getting Chris Sale back is our ace. This is really going to propel our ball club, and it hasn't. And also, this is the second part of the equation I want to look at as well here. When we talk about the AL East and how tough it is, which meanings, when you took a look at the New York Yankees versus, let's just say, the Houston Astros, it's clearly the division that you play in is going to bump you up and say, this is why they're still the favorites to win the American League and certainly the World Series. Because the Yankees division, it's like sharpening your knives here as you come down the stretch and that's why I want to bring up the Boston Red Sox to equate to the Yankees if you look at roughly their last 20 games we're talking about the Boston Red Sox Rays Yankees Rays Yankees Blue Jays now they're one and nine in the last 10 games and they are sinking like a rock but this is why it's so impressive also to take a look at the New York Yankees and why they sit at the top of this division you're not playing against cupcakes here each and every game and when you take a look at the Red Sox with all those good vibes but you know Kevin You have to play the majority of your games against the AL East, and that's what they're doing now. So even after you salvage those two games, that Yankees four-game series, you won the last two games. Hey, all right, we even that up. Then you drop four straight games to the Rays. You lose two out of three of the Yankees, and then get swept in horrendous fashion from the Toronto Blue Jays. That is a meat-grinding division, the AL East, and it looks like right now the heart of the schedule for the Red Sox, that's proving that this team just doesn't have what it takes. And again, just to emphasize this, it's Chris Sale's on a player option. I don't know. I don't know if he's opting out, but just to full perspective, Chris Sale player option, Bogart's player option. This is their top five. Trevor Story, they just paid. JD, clean free agent. Eovaldi, clean free agent. Oh, and then Devers is going into arbitration three. So essentially, you're going to have to make the decision on Rafael Devers. So... Uh, Look, I don't think Chris Sale's going to be worth much, and he's going to be opting into that deal. Are they going to pay Bogarts and Devers while having already paid Story? This is a team that I'm expecting to move off of the pivot point there. I guess the secondary headline out of this, Donnie, and and some people maybe would argue the primary, is the Toronto Blue Jays are, are piping hot. Six wins in a row, dominant, dominant, dominant series. Obviously, whenever you can win a game... 28-5, 28-5, to five, that's otherworldly. This team has really started to put the pieces in motion. Perhaps firing their manager was the right move. 
And I got to tell you also, just to get back to the Red Sox point real quickly here, Kevin, when we talk about big money market teams, the Red Sox are never supposed to be sellers. Are you ever going to see the Yankees at the deadline? Hey, we're going to be true sellers here. This isn't supposed to happen. Now, you see the blueprint, I guess you could say, from the Chicago Cubs where they said, hey, we're going to make a lot of money here. Let's just sell off. We'll make even more, even though our team's going to stink. How could Boston do this here? This is supposed to be the Yankees and the Red Sox each and every year at the top of the standings. And more and more, we're starting to talk about every year, what are the Red Sox going to do? Sit on their hands and sell their best pieces? Astonishing that this can happen in this day and age. Yeah, certainly so. We're going to take the pause on Major League Baseball. We'll get back to it plenty inside our number two. But up next, we're going to hit the NFL. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line as the NFL season feels closer and closer by the day. It is absolutely appropriate for us to start taking a look at some of these season-long props around groups of guys, whether they're in the headlines or they jump off of the page. One of our favorite groups here on this show is this sophomore quarterback class. Like, I don't think it's necessarily just the idea of sophomore quarterbacks. No, it is this group of sophomore quarterbacks that really commands our attention. There's a list of guys that we can get into. I want to start with what is probably the most under-discussed guy on this list because at some point we'll mention Trey Lance's name and then this whole thing will uh, kind of fall apart. But that is Davis Mills. Davis Mills is someone that on the FanDuel Sportsbook, they are posting full season-long odds on with no fear. You know, hypothetically... If they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo tomorrow and you're holding Davis Mills unders, I believe you would be paid out on those, assuming, of course, he would then cash those under tickets. He has an over-under of 20-and-a-half touchdown passes. They actually have his yards posted as well, which is 3,450-and-a-half yards. Donnie, Davis Mills is going to get the ball and, and seemingly a green light here in Houston. What do you think of that? 
Yeah, he is going to get the green light. Now, also, when I see these numbers, because we're going to go over a few of them, and we are projecting here, Kevin, that each one of these quarterbacks is what? Going to play 17 games in a regular season in a passing league. So even seeing some of these numbers, like if we take a look at Davis Mills, 20 and a half touchdown passes. So what does that mean for us here? That's 21 touchdown passes over 17 weeks on a bad football team. Shouldn't you get that hands down, Kevin? Like, that should be easy. But then you look at the Houston Texans and you say, well, what do we have for us? And we're going to go over a couple of these sophomore quarterback situations. This probably by far is the worst setup for a quarterback to actually succeed in. I don't care if you have a new head coach, Mm -hmm. new offensive scheme, whatever it might be. But if you have Collins, Cooks, and Connolly as your top three wide receivers and uh, at running back, to say the least, he probably is set up to fail. But how much can you fa- – if you're projected, Kevin, to start 17 games, I don't care how bad your football team is, how is it possible you don't throw 20 or more touchdown passes? Well, the touchdown passes, I, I think we've seen those <laughs> uh, be harder to come by for some quarterbacks, some that are on this list. By yeah. the way, just to add a clarify, you, you see we only have four names on that list. No Mac Jones number, no Trevor Lawrence number season long. Mm. which I thought was a little odd. We can still discuss those guys uh, if the time kind of provides there. Davis Mills last year, Donnie, did throw 16 touchdown passes to 10 interceptions. He finished with 2,600 passing yards in 13 games where he started. The, The thing about Mills, though, is we do kind of have this somewhat assumption, if you will, that he has that chance to start the full 17 games. Is that what we're thinking, though? Like, is, if this is just Davis Mills' year, you know, David Cully comes in, right? And we thought it was a lame duck situation, and it was. He was fired after one year. I mean, is Lovey Smith out there in the room, Donnie, saying, hey, can I upgrade my quarterback position? Do they really believe in Davis Mills in Houston? And maybe everybody on the outside is wrong to look at this guy as someone that is just there to see out a tank job? It's it's interesting that you bring that up because I do somewhat agree here that if you are the head coach, you do want to upgrade your quarterback position. But if you're still in a rebuilding mode for the Houston Texans, what sense, Kevin, does it make to go out and say, let's get Jimmy Garoppolo and pay him five years, $200 million to be our starting quarterback? It doesn't make any sense. It feels like to me this is David Mill, Davis Mills' entire season to try and prove himself. And as I say that, it's almost not fair. Like, if he proves himself and throws 33 touchdown passes, you say to yourself in the text, like, oh, my goodness. Like, we found lightning in a bottle with these weapons, and he's going to excel? That's incredible. He is our franchise guy. But how great of a season can you have if you're Davis Mills when you're getting pounded each and every week? And, yes, the NFL is a win-now scheme. So if they're 1-8 and to start the season, they're probably already going to be looking elsewhere on their own team or somebody up the scrap heap just to say this has really gone off the rails. But if we're looking from an organizational standpoint, if you do believe in Davis Mills and you're giving him another crack, because, again, we have to preface this by saying, He already had a season of learning under in 2021. Mm -hmm. Davis Mills isn't coming into the 2022 season, Kevin, and saying, you know what, I don't think I can do this or I'm really scared and this is my first go around. They're expecting him to play decent football. Now, what does decent football actually mean for a Houston Texans team that I don't think it's going to be very good? Well, certainly would be to throw more than 20 touchdown passes. I think there is value on that touchdown number because, again, Bad football team down in the fourth quarter. Your quarterback's going to have extra time to throw. And if there's nobody really behind him pushing him, they might just let it ride out for 17 weeks and say, hey, look, even if Davis Mills isn't good enough, Kevin, we're going to have a top 10 draft pick, top five, top three draft pick here to get our quarterback for next year. So what does it matter? 
Yeah, and the one thing is it's hard to turn and be like, oh, but the wide receiver core is bad. It's always bad. It stays bad. At least he has a somewhat of a yeah. rapport with Brandon Cooks. Let's talk about another guy on, on this list that you and I have often been fascinated by. Justin Fields, 18 and a half touchdown passes. We don't have his passing yards prop, which is a shame because last year his game-to-game passing yards prop was always fun to follow. We do have his season-long rushing number, which is 525 and a half. The thing for me and Justin Fields is I occasionally catch myself remembering that I was all the way in on Justin Fields coming out of college, that if the Jets had selected him at two overall or if the Niners had selected him at three, I would have thought nothing, but it was a fantastic move. I thought it was a fantastic move when the Chicago Bears got their hands on Justin Fields. What obviously followed was Matt Nagy making sure that, I don't know, this kid had no chance to thrive coming out of the starting blocks, it felt like, in Chicago. They had to move on from him, but now he's in an offense that loses Allen Robinson and still feels like it has a lot of question marks around it. Justin Fields, year year two, where are you at? I got to tell you, like Justin Fields is a great athlete. And I think in the right scheme, he could be fine. And I remember him coming out of Mm -hmm. college. And what was everybody's, at least myself, I should say, with a same boy. If he lands out in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan, that's the perfect situation to go to. He goes to the Chicago Bears and Matt Nagy, who are just trying to fight for their job along with their general manager. I said, I don't know if this is going to be a great fit here. And yeah, we sort of laughed where we saw him in games throw for 60 yards, 68 yards, part-time, 200 yards. It was almost like if you could get 149 and a half, you would just be taking unders on Justin Fields in an NFL professional football game. It's almost like it wasn't fair. Then we saw the coming out part against the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? 291 yards and quite frankly, finished up in weeks 14 and 15 before exiting the season, 224 and 285. Looks like he's turning the corner. But here's what I have to say about the Chicago Bears. And if you want to try to look at another situation, the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts, how can we make your life better here? Give you a really good offensive line, really good young tight end, and also our wide receivers are lacking. Let's spend the number one draft pick last year and get Devontae Smith. And oh, yeah, in the offseason, let's get you an all-pro caliber wide receiver in A.J. Brown. Now, let's see what you can do sink or swim. If you're Justin Fields, And look at the roster that you had last year. You're just trying to learn on the fly in the NFL. Use your athletic ability and see what you can do. Year two, it's all season. Hey, guys, like, help me out here. Like, help me grow my game. Give me some football players that I can throw a six-yard slant to that can take it 90 yards or beat man-to-man coverage. Or when I'm in trouble, I just got to throw it up in the air. You can make a play for me downfield. It just seems like to me right now the Chicago Bears are saying, hey, Justin Fields, Do this all by yourself, which means, yeah, get into some bad habits. Hold the football too long. See if you can outrun defenders. See if you can run people over. for. for, What are you doing with Justin Fields? Get the guy some help on the outside so his maturation process can continue. I can't stand what the Chicago Bears right now, Kevin, are doing to Fields. So, therefore, when I look at this season, I'm not all that optimistic, and I don't think it's Justin Fields' fault. I agree. I I am not overly – It's not like I'm going to sit here and give you a Bears pick to win the NFC North, right? But I'm still optimistic Mm -hmm. on the talent. I do think, though, this rushing number, Donnie, has used to it. 525 and a half yards is just under 31 yards per game. Last year, he ran for 420 yards. He only started 10 games. You have a potential extra seven starts that could come your way here if you are Justin Fields. I mean, if you take his average over his 10 starts 
was about was over 38 yards per game. And I think that as he gets a little more comfortable, he can feel even better because Donnie, if you look through his first couple of games there, he's under single digits. But the back stretch 43, 38, 103, 45, 23, yep. 74 and 35. 525 and a half for Justin Fields. I it's one of those numbers we talked about it. You circle it up and I anticipate getting back to that number when you and I are going to do our season long player props. All right, it's time. Let me absolutely give you the, uh, the the opportunity here. Trey Lance, 21 and a half. I mean, what are we even doing? I don't know, to be honest with you. I really, I don't know what the move on Trey Lance is because a part of you, I'm sure, is out there thinking to yourself like, man, you got to be all over this guy. You got to be over these numbers, Donnie, because it's the Kyle Shanahan offense. Is the hesitation still there though, or, or are you all in? It's funny you bring that up because I guess if it was anybody else's organization or offensive structure outside of, let's just say, uh, Frank Reich or uh, Sean McVay or even, mm -hmm. as we like to say, uh, Kyle Shanahan, you'd really be doubting right now because we haven't heard a lot where you say coming into the offseason, Trey Lance looks so good. We don't care if we get a seventh-round conditional pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Somebody just take him because he's not even in our plans. But the fact that you kept him around is sort of that coy move to say on the outside, and we're going to hold him to see if we get something better. But deep down, Kevin, don't you feel the San Francisco 49ers are holding on to Jimmy Garoppolo going, if this goes off the rails in OTAs, we need a veteran presence at quarterback? Now, I, that's just me extrapolating into the process, which probably is so far away from what the actual reality is. But it's fun to lead into it because the 49ers let us believe into, oh, we would love to have Jimmy Garoppolo on our season, on our team next year. No, you wouldn't, because that means you epically failed by taking Trey Lance. Now, having said that, you look at the offensive line. It's a decent offensive line, maybe one of the better left tackles in NFL. But the rest of that, it's a lot of question marks here, Kevin. Now, you have Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk, Jennings, a plethora of running backs, and the best play caller for me, hands down, in Kyle Shanahan. He's got to succeed, Kevin. How can this guy go 17 weeks? I know we're just taking a look mostly at, like, touchdown passes, but if I look at Trey Lance's number 21 and a half, how can in a Kyle Shanahan offense where it doesn't matter if the defenses are good in the NFC West, which obviously the Rams are and the Arizona mm -hmm. Cardinals, we'll see what we bring to the table for the Seattle the Seahawks at this point. But how does it not happen? Because there's no way, shape, or form you look at the San Francisco 49ers team, unless injury, how does he not start all 17 games as a learning process? If he starts all 17 games, Kevin, and has 19 touchdown passes, he's not yeah. the guy. Because Shannon is going to be putting him in the best possible position every single week. What are we talking about? Like a touchdown in a quarter per game, which means if he throws two in one game, he's way ahead of the curve. He's got to be able to do this. As much slander as you will see me preach on Trey Lance, he has to hit that number if he's healthy playing 17 games. Come on now. Yeah, I think it's it's. I can't say it's health. If he plays 17, he's hitting the number, though. Is this weird yes. thing of could Trey Lance possibly be benched if he's just bad? Like that one of, that's one of those things you really want to make sure Garoppolo is out of town. I think before you get involved with anything that resembles a Trey Lance over, because if Garoppolo, I'm telling you this now, if, for the Niners and long-term future tickets, you might want Garoppolo there as a safety net. But you don't want that there if you're betting any of these long Trey Lance numbers. These people out here with Trey Lance MVP tickets that they had last year, obviously, <laughs> with stunning numbers. I mean, way to get involved early, I guess. By the way, over under five and a half rushing touchdowns is posted on oh. Trey Lance. We'll hit Zach Wilson after the break. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's finish up these sophomore quarterbacks. Again, no Mac or Trevor Lawrence numbers. At some point, we'll have those. And we'll be revisiting all of these numbers throughout. But we kind of want to just set the table here on some of these guys. Zach Wilson, 20 and a half. When you're taking a look at that season-long passing touchdown number, The expectations for Zach Wilson, I don't want to say they're high, but I think people in New York are very excited coming into this sophomore season for Zach Wilson. There's optimism around Zach Wilson. The wide receiver core improved in the draft and Garrett Wilson, another year of Eli Moore. What are you thinking about Zach going into year number two? I got a high, you know high hopes for him. I guess we can say is the the easiest way to put it there because we just talked about a guy in Justin Fields who's coming into his second year. You're getting no help, but at least the New York Jets are saying, "Look, this is our franchise guy. We believe in him. Let's give him as much help mm-hmm. as we can." So now you have Wilson, Moore, and Davis as your starting wide receivers. You drafted a young, talented running back. He should have everything put together with a solid offensive line. So again, we look at those numbers: twenty and a half touchdown passes. It's the same thing that I look at. It's not so much if the quarterback is good enough to have a dominant season. Kevin is is the quarterback going to be around for 17 weeks and I can't see any way shape or form unless for injury that you look at Zach Wilson that he's not going to play all 17 games what good does this do for the New York Jets to have him play seven games not perform all that well and go to somebody on the bench like a Joe Flacco to try to come in it doesn't do any good so if I'm looking at a guy that might struggle here he has weapons you're playing in a pretty good division don't get me wrong But if we're looking at the end of this season, if Zach Wilson plays 17 games, Kevin, and ends up with 19 touchdown passes, that can't happen here. I think he has the weapons and the moxie to do it because the one thing we know about him, he's got a strong arm. He's going to throw it into bad places, which means two things, interceptions and touchdowns for the most part here. I got to feel like I'm going to everybody, but I guess if you're looking at Justin Fields' number, it just feels right. It almost feels like they have to go over. The low numbers are going to be very tempting, right? You know, over 17 games, certainly. But Zach Wilson does have a ways to go. Last year, averaging well under 200 yards passing per game. So to get over the 3,500 marker, he's going to have to have that improvement. All right, NFL takes the break. We go to our number two, Juan Soto. We never. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.